Episode 46 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You listen to us through either our native SoundCloud feed at SoundCloud.com slash Busting Dash Balls or on the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us now on Spotify. Search for Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, coulda, woulda, shoulda. John Jeffrey, go over a list of players who coulda, woulda, shoulda been bigger than they actually were. John, what's happening, brother? Hey, we're what? Six, seven weeks into the season. Newport are five points clear at the top of League Two. And and normality has resumed in the Premier League. Uh, has, it, ha, has it, though? <laughs> Liverpool top. It's normal. You know, well, it was all last year. We're, we're, we're back, baby. <laughs> and it's a back time. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I did notice today the big stories were that, uh, well, a couple of big stories today. Uh, number one, both Everton and Aston Villa are kind of falling away now. Yeah, that, that uh, Villa had a horrible first half there and then <laughs> nearly pulled it out at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the uh, the rough thing is is that uh, Spurs are looking like they're going to be second. Yeah, second place. No, that's about the limit of Spurs' ambition, surely. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, we'll we'll see if they uh, we'll we'll see if uh, how long that lasts. I know that uh, the uh, I, I know that uh, Brighton kind of. The, the, the announcers thought that they kind of got away with one there uh, after a VAR review. I thought. Guys, uh, Brighton's uh, what you know what was their equalizer before Gareth Bale uh, gave him a go-ahead goal. Yeah. Um, there was some controversy about whether or not uh, I think it was Solly March got the ball, and uh, it looked to me like he got the ball, even yeah. on even slowed down. I don't know why the pundits would suggest otherwise, except for you know being in the tank for Spurs. That seems to be the <laughs> only real uh, given reason I could see. Because it looked to me like, yeah, b- ball was gotten. Yeah, and uh, the the penalty for Spurs opener, I, yeah, I think VAR might have just got that right in the same way <laughs> they might have got the Sheffield United one wrong last week. But uh, well, yeah, you know, the, it, well, you know, the 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 Harry Kane rule in effect yeah, here. But, oh, yeah, of course, if, if Harry Kane gets touched in in the within thirty yards of goal, it's a penalty. I know. Yeah, so. Uh, but the biggest news today, 
Arsenal get their first oh. get their first league win at Old Trafford since Emmanuel Adebayor gave us a one nil lead back in September of two thousand six. Today it was uh, it was Pierre Emerick Aubameyang with a penalty. Uh, Paul Pogba giving away a penalty against Hector Bellerin. Uh Usually you think that it would be the other way around. Yeah, but uh, hey, <laughs> you, you wouldn't knock that today. Um, no, great win for Arsenal, that. Um, just the sort of thing you need. You go, um, I know United aren't necessarily on the best of form. I think that's, what, six home games now without a win? For six them? home games without a win. I think it was three draws, three losses. Yeah, that's got to be worrying but you know ollie's at the wheel and you know the wheel turn tends to be somewhere down a country track away from the main roads um i think what are they 15th or 16th now yeah about yeah 15th uh well here let's uh since uh spurs and brighton just ended let's look at the updated table shall we uh yeah that's yeah man you are, are down in 15th which is i believe where they started today um yes. arsenal well now in ninth because of uh, because of Spurs, so yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, your top four right now: Liverpool, Spurs, Everton, Southampton, uh, Wolves in fifth. Yeah, the the the, the table's still kind of wacky uh, for for the early season. Yeah, it's it's settling down a little bit now, but but you know, with the way the season is, that short preseason, and with frankly the way injuries are going to bite with that again, with teams not necessarily being prepared. And having all those games close together, it, I, I think we're going to see the wackiness continue for a fair old while yet. But, I mean, if we can get back to, to this game, um, Arsenal winning at Old Trafford, our first away win against a top six team, too, in quite some time. Uh, yeah, this might be one of those things that that is like a, 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 a touchstone, you know, a watershed yeah. moment for Arsenal's season. And their ambitions. Yeah, I mean, again, I I thought um, Arsenal were the better side today, just all the way through. Um, not necessarily imposing themselves, but just, but they were just more confident. Their passing was better than United's, and they looked a little more incisive than United. United, to be honest, did not look as if they had a way, an, an idea of how to get through Arsenal defence at all. And if I was an Arsenal fan, the thing that really encouraged me. There's a solid defense there, which there really hasn't been for years with Arsenal. Uh, I, 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 I still wouldn't go that far, but they, 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 they seemingly have gotten their shit together a little bit recently. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, you know, contrast this with our last match against Leicester, where Arsenal kind of fell apart once David Luiz uh, went out injured. Um, yeah. I also think we wrongly got that goal taken away. I do not think that there was any interference or offside, which is, you know, the, the, the pundits couldn't make up their minds that that was an offside call through VAR or they determined the, the that uh, that Casper uh, Schmeichel was impeded. They couldn't make up their minds what the penalty was, what, what, what the foul was. Hey man, you want to talk about goals taken away. I can, I can go there. I can relate. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm sure you could. But you know uh, the, the the point is that we really should have gotten a at least a point off of Leicester, and you know we got Jamie uh, we got Vardy. So it, as he's done to many of the top sides over the years. 
you know, which, you know, I guess, you know, it happens. Um, the point being is, you know, after, you know, two losses in a row to, to top side. Well, I mean, and, and well, actually three, if we want to count Liverpool, um, <laughs> well, I, I, no, no, no. I think we had a win in between Liverpool and Man City is what I'm saying. Um, it not, not because I'm burying Liverpool, but, um, you know, the, the fact that I mean, we had three losses in a row yeah. to, to, you know, the top six teams from last year, you know, fellow top six teams from, from last year. Um, you know, but, you know, even then those losses, we weren't getting washed, you know, we, it was one nils. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is the thing that's really impressed me with Arsenal again. Oh, since Arteta took over, there's a grit to it. They don't, they're not an easy mark. You know, it's not like, you know, Liverpool when we, you know, like 20, was it under Rogers 2014 or, you know, when we came back and took you apart by one or a couple of years later again, when, when you just crumbled well after we scored, it's, there's a mental resilience there and that's what's encouraging. I don't quite think the talent level is there throughout the side yet. It's, it's there in, in sort of shreds almost, you know, little bits and pieces of it. But you, yeah, but you know when when you need to build that squad to match that those top side, and when that happens, you know when when there's a little more, bit more creativity there to feed Aubameyang, uh, Lacazette, then you're going to be back up top. You're going to be back up and around there. And and there's a not. I know, you know, Oba's what 33 now is he? Oh, Aubameyang. Yeah, about that. Yeah. But yeah, apart if you, if you can place him with a goal scorer and just someone to feed that. That's going to be a very, very good side there. There's a, the base of a really nice side, I think, with Arsenal. Yeah, and then also, you know, let, let's not, you know, match that, you know, forget about that, that uh, Aubameyang broke his uh, goal-scoring drought in the league. Um, they said that the, the last time he had a drought like that was back in 2014 when he was still at Borussia Dortmund. Um, but, I mean, it took a penalty to do that, though. So that's, you know, still a little worrisome, but, you know, you, you figure a penalty is a good way to kickstart, you know, something, you know, get, get, get a bit of your confidence back. Yeah. It you counts. Know. It, it counts the same as if you score from open play. So that being said, uh, Liverpool. Yeah. I see they, they are top again and, 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 and perhaps rightly so. Um, but they seem to be struggling a little bit. I'm noticing. Well, you look at it, you, you say we're struggling. How many games have we lost this season? Okay, but how many of those games are okay? But the, you you take those same games from last season, and it's like you had to grind out these wins. And oh, yeah. versus last year, when you were walk, you, you it looked like you were going to walk the league, and well, you did. So what? Yeah. What? Why the struggle? Well, you're looking at it. Um, absences for Allison, Van Dyke, Matip, um, <laughs> let's see, Thiago. Mane's been out, um, Cater's out. Um, I th- I'm sure I'm missing a few. Someone put up a, I thought something, someone put up, we've had basically a whole team at Ox. The Ox has been out for <laughs> the whole damn time. So, to a certain extent, it's injuries biting. Um, so, but the thing is, there's still that mental resilience to come through. You know, um, again, we went behind at home, but again, we came back to win. Um, even with, Apparently, the Sadio Mane, uh, Diego Jota's first first uh, goal here in inverted commas 
uh, disallowed for a foul on Ogbonna, which really didn't look it. Um, but they still had them. There's a mental resilience to Liverpool. You know, even if it's autopilot, we can still pull the results out. And it's not pretty, but in football, the points don't go for pretty, you know? Well, right. But, I mean, you know, you, you, you had to come from behind. You know, you've had to come from behind now against Sheffield United, against uh, West Ham. Mm. Don't forget, we went behind against Villa as well. Like, um, yeah, and you got washed. <laughs> John, I'm sorry, you're going to have to repeat that point because uh, <laughs> I was trying to look something up and then the uh, an ad uh, overcame my, oh, my computer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, just saying, um, I'm, you're talking, there's a couple of players holding us through. It's um, Salah, just with, you know, he's he's red hot with a number of goals he scored. I know his penalty yesterday, but he is causing defences all sorts of headaches again. Uh, Firmino isn't on form, um, but and Diego Jota coming off the bench again. That's the third time he's come off the bench and scored. It's terrific to see. And, you know, yesterday we were playing a debutante in the middle of def- in the middle of our defence. Um, I, I think it was a horses for courses thing because Nat, Nat Phillips had a really good um, run of the Bundesliga last year. I think he was Stuttgart, although I'd stand to be corrected on that. Um, who was that? Wait, I'm sorry. Who was that? Nat, Nat, Nathaniel Phillips or Nat Phillips. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> he was, a, he was, a, yeah, he was a defender. <laughs> he, um, you know, it's his Liverpool debut, and he did really, really well. Got man of the match from Sky. Well, let's take uh, a well, let's take a look here. <laughs> who, who is it? Nathaniel Phillips. Twenty three. Nathaniel Phillips uh, came from. Yeah, he was at Stuttgart uh, on loan. But that and, was uh, also, but that was also when Stuttgart were down in the Zweite Bundesliga last season. It is, but he's, I believe they said he had the best sort of the the one what they call the aerial duel percentage. Show you know when he goes up ahead of whether he wins or not, he had the best aerial duel percentage in that in that league last season. So you know that was encouraging, even if you know he's not any sort of long term solution. It was a really good solution because you know David Moisty, they're going to bomb you. And having someone in there who's strong in the air was a really good move from Klopp. Right. But that being said, are, are, are West Ham for real right now? <sighs> That's the big question, isn't it? Um, the answer is we don't know. They are they're up. And, they they were good yesterday, but again, I, I'm you know Mikel Antonio is out, and he is their big player. Whether he can, you know. Um, whether they can cope without him in terms of goals, I don't know. But they, they're a bit like Newcastle. They're, they're up and down. Right. It's, I think they'll be. They'll end up being kind of mid-table, but that's an improvement from last year for them. Yeah. Right now, there doesn't seem to be like any indication of the struggles that West Ham had last season. No, not at all. So I mean, that, that might be some good news for for uh, for uh, David Moyes at least. Well, you'd hope for him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got no respect. I've got no respect for him after he just tried to disallow our penalty or say our penalty wasn't a penalty yesterday. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you you will have that, but yeah, right now, West Ham, eh, maybe they maybe they're for real. Um, at this point, yeah, Everton and and Aston Villa, they seem to be falling away. Although Arsenal have Aston Villa in the league next, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Before an we international say, break, 
Everton dropping Jordan Pickford today. Yeah, that that's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, you think that contributed to why they got hammered? Possi- possibly, but he's not been on the best form this season, even before um, the Van Dyke incident. Um, I, I saw David Pretton today, late, the pundit, blamed it, blamed Virgil Van Dyke for it for uh, for saying, if anything, Virgil Van Dyke was trying to injure Jordan Pickford. No, dude. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. yeah, I I, I call bullshit on that one. Totally. It, I mean, it, it might be a good move from Ancelotti. He's a man who knows infinitely more about management than other us. Let's not be unfair about it. <laughs> yeah, you might uh, know a couple of things here and there. Just the odd, might pick the other thing or two up. But uh, yeah, I think the other thing that's hurting them as well is the the red cards they're picking up. You know, that's taking players out, and in a t- you know this year. The red cards are really going to hurt when you've got to have players covering through, and it's you're not going to have the depth this year. You really aren't not with not with the number of games. Hey, by the way, uh, my TV is it, it, it's still on from the games I was watching, and uh, they're showing uh, Roy Keane from Sky Sports um, <laughs> burying Man U. Oh, he will if if Man U. Oh, he has. Not, he he already uh, has. Yes. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, I don't know how much you've seen of him, but if he they don't played to the standards he had when he was there. He's pretty much burying them every time. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Man U, I don't know about them. They're, uh, I mean, how, I mean, how do you explain, you know, you, how, how do you explain, you know, whooping Leipzig 5-1 in the Champions League the, this weekend? We're going to talk more about the Champions League here in a few minutes. Because really, what the hell else is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, when when Solskjaer makes a comment of the effect of, "Well, you know, we took our foot off the gas because we had a big win in midweek," it's like, isn't that your job? Is to win in midweek and in the weekend? Exactly that. You you're supposed to be there to lift these guys up, so, um, and that is you know you know you know you start the Champions League as being fantastic. You know, they you know they go away to PSG and win, <laughs> then 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 a big win against Leipzig, who are no mugs, despite what you know uh, some might think of them after that result. They're a good side. Yeah, but I mean, they, we, we, Robbie Earl was burying them too uh, this evening. Oh, yeah. yeah, Robbie Earl was burying them on NBC. So yeah, there's a lot of burials of of uh, of United going on right now. But, yeah, the thing with Ferguson, he would he would make sure that there was not that drop off in performances. If you know, if they'd had a big win, he would prepare them. You as a manager, you have to be able to prepare your side after a big win or a big defeat. You know, Ferguson, the thing with Ferguson, they bench back. You know, it's 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 a mentality. It's the same sort of mentality thing that Klopp's got. If you have a bad result, you come back harder. And, or if you have a good result, you try to carry on. And yeah, you're going to lose a few here and there, but you do not get into a run of it. And United, they're a very, very streaky side at the moment. You know, they they have good results in a row, but then they have a, a ton of bad results in a row. And there's no consistency to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, yeah, maybe if you're... Uh... You're man, you. Uh, I'd be worrying right now about uh, how things are going when you're in fifteenth. You know, at this 
you know, it, it, it's it's so match it, it, it's match round seven, but you know, should you be in fifteenth after match round seven if you're Manchester United? Yeah, maybe not. Well, let me put it this way: the only time we've been down there around this time that I remember is when we had Roy Hodgson in charge, and there was a lot of unhappiness at this point still. Well, uh, yeah, I can I can understand why. Uh, before we get to Champions League, a uh, couple of other things in in uh, in the British Isles. Um, Manchester City women, John, you, you yes. I think you saw that game because I did not. I did. Well, I, I saw bits and pieces of it because I had errands to run. But yeah, Man City women win the FA Cup, the Women's FA Cup, obviously from last year, in extra time. Um, two goals in the last ten minutes of extra time. Wow. Well, congratulations uh, to them. So that, that, that finishes up last year's competition, right? Absolutely. And yeah, it was a it was a very, very good game. And you know, it, it was what won all at full time was a fair result. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, City City kinda hit the they hit the this post twice. Wow. Um so that was all yeah. So yeah, Sandy McIver is is your one to watch. Um, the Everton keeper had an absolutely fantastic game. Well, I know that Everton are second in the women's Super League behind Arsenal. So uh, yeah, they're, they're they're doing quite well. Uh, Everton more or less doing quite well this season, <laughs> all told. Although absolutely. you know the men's team seems to be falling away a little bit. Yeah, but they they take that start to the season. I think you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. So really, so yeah, Man City not a, you know not one of the traditional big clubs of women's football. So you know that it's it's nice to see the trophies being shared. I think it's there's someone I think it said during the match the last side outside the big sort of the big traditional women's clubs to win a trophy was Liverpool back in 2014 with the league and you know yeah. So yeah, Matt, well, Man City, congratulations to uh, to, to to their women's side. Um, we were yeah, so we we had a big week in uh, in Europe with uh, you know Barcelona beating oh. Ju- beating a Cristiano Ronaldo less Juventus after Barcelona's after a very horrible weekend for Barcelona in which they had lost uh, El Clasico and rightly so three one because I watched that game and yeah they were they were bad. In that match, oh, but but also, you know, their uh, their their president and the entire board had walked away, but not before they claimed that they had accepted the endorsement and and offered to go to this latest round of a European Super League. Yeah, that you know, if you're gonna, I, th- I think Josep uh, Balthamu. Has been a, has been on a loser for a long while because, you know, if there's one thing you should have learned from watching Barca over the last fifteen years or so, don't fuck with Leo Messi. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and just going out like that. Yeah. <laughs> that that's just evil. Almost. Is this European Super League for real? Because we know how this goes for like. Ever since I've been following football, every two years there's talk of a European Super League. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening until you know at the moment. But what do I know? Um, it, it comes up every so often. 
you know, we've, we've seen, we saw it come up in, you know, with the Premier League, uh, you know, a, a few weeks ago with the big six talking about it in their proposals. You know, but the thing you've got to ask, if you're one of those big, how many clubs that are going to break away and form the league, what is it, 16, 18, um, some of you are going to be West Broms and that's going to bruise your egos. You know, right. Someone's going to be the guy, the mid-table guys, the the guys towards the bottom. Really? It it it's to me it it kind of feels. I, I saw um something about this years ago. It's about when they were re- reformatting the Champions League. They got some U.S. sports consultants in, and their idea was get the big teams playing each other as much as possible. And I'm going, you've got a different culture here, guys. It's um, it's you know something you've got to look at. It doesn't quite map the way you know we the European model of sport doesn't quite map to to the way U.S. model of sport. You know you you have very little promotion or relegation in any of your, your big leagues. You know or you know they're almost closed systems. The European system is not closed, and that can, that's going to cause a problem. I think for any sort of European Super League model. Yeah, well, no, no, and that, and that's true. Um, I, you know, I just always think that they do this just so they could, you know, th- this always seems to happen so they can, uh, sh- you know, so they could shake down, you know, UEFA for more money or, you know, more big teams in the Champions League. Yeah, it's usually what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they get the system towards, geared towards themselves. But, yeah. Yeah, it, we'd have to see how it works, you know, because you know, if there was a breakaway European Super League with that, UEFA's endorsement. You're talking a lot of clubs and a lot of players there who would no longer be under the auspices of FIFA and UEFA, and would they be eligible to play in, say, World Cups, international football, um, you know, in in anything else if they had if if they left that Super League, if they transferred out. This almost seems like this should be a top, a main topic in of itself. So maybe we should maybe hang on yeah. to this for a while. Um, I, I, but- you know, let's talk some other, you know, things for, from Europe. Um, Inter Milan do not seem to be the team that we thought they were going to be in either Italy or, um, or, or, or the Champions League so far. What, yeah, are, you, what they, are your thoughts on that? They can't, they can't buy a win really at the moment, can they? It's, it's kind of just draw after draw. Yeah, it, it is, and, and, they, you know, or, and needed, or loss for that matter. Yeah, well, they, they needed uh, yesterday, so they needed last minute, you know, injury time, wasn't it? Equalized from Perisic. Yeah. That, yeah. The, I, I, that, I, 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 against, against uh, I, I, who was it? They, they the Parma. Parma, yeah, against Parma. So. Uh, what, what have they got? Was it one, one, two, uh, one or two clean sheets this season. You know, they had a few clean sheets um, before the international break. And since then, what do they ship? Uh, you know, they, what, they they shipped, was it three to Fiorentina, a couple to ben, Beneviento? And yeah. they've only had one clean sheet. No, no, uh, they, no, it's two clean sheets since, including the Champions League. They, they're up and down. It's, it, it could be teething problems for the side, but, you know, who who is really... Impressing in Italy, it's Milan. It's going to be, it's going to annoy Inter, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, it seems like yeah, Milan are you know now they got Zlatan, 
you know, yeah. they're, they're they they look like they're they're stealing Ender's thunder. Uh, I mean, Ender still have a really good side, but boy, they're not. Uh, yeah, they just are not showing the promise that they had. Um, who else? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you who who is toast in Europe right now. Let's hear it. Uh, Celtic. Oh man, the, that the last few weeks for them since since they lost the Old Firm derby, man, it, it's been diving for them, hasn't it? It really has. It, it really has been been going downhill. I mean, they they threw away they they had a two nil away lead at Lille and threw it away. And I mean, they they beat Aberdeen today in, in the in the Scottish FA Cup, but I mean, okay. It doesn't help you in Europa League. No, um, and you, and you know what? I, what? You know, I, I, this is this is going back. I I just think Neil Lennon, it, he's a stopgap to me at best. What was the point of appointing him in the first place? Yeah, I well, I mean, yeah. Well, what was the point other than you know, uh, uh, um, you know, nostalgia? That'll be the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, what, you know, they had, uh, what's it, yeah, because Celtic, you know, they, they lost to Rangers, they, you know, they lost to Milan, which is no disgrace. Um, yeah, Drew, what's it, um, yeah, was, was it, yes, Drew with Lille in the end, wasn't it? So, blew that, blew that lead. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, 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 yeah, you beat them, they beat them in the cup, but, they drew with them in the league. It's they're a messy side at the minute, Celtic are not in not in the great way, you know. Yeah, no, no, they're not. They're not, and yeah, it's just I, I just don't know if they're going to recover. I mean, they they might. I mean, they've won nine league titles in a row. I mean, they're probably yeah, odds-on favorite to win a tenth. But then again, you know, Rangers suddenly looking a lot more uh, competent, especially you know in Europe too. Yeah, um, and I've, I've got to be fair. I've been pleasantly surprised by Steve Gerrard in management because um, he was he was always a, a, an instinctive type of player for me as a great. He, you know, he wasn't a system product. He, he didn't really necessarily. He had an instinct for the game. Didn't necessarily work at it. And sometimes those players really don't make the best managers. Um, you get a handful of exceptions: Cruyff, Beckenbauer, um, Kenny Dalglish. But he has, I, I think, there's essentially, it, it's not a not a photocopy of the way Klopp plays, but it's modelled on that sort of that, um, the heavy metal football. So he, he's doing a really nice job at, at Rangers now. Sorry to say, everyone, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you can't. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it is what it is, and. Right now, Rangers seem to have the upper hand in, in, in Scotland and, you know, and in Europe as far as the, the Scottish teams go. Um, lastly, uh, real quick, um, Germany, yeah, uh, business as usual, Bayern, Borussia Dortmund, Leipzig are your top three. Um, Spain, have you seen who is top of the table in Spain? I haven't had a look this weekend. This is your top four. Now, mind you, not everybody has played the same amount of games. Okay? No. So, mind so there's a lot of staggered uh, results here. Um, This is your top four as it stands right now. Real Sociedad. Wow. Real Madrid, who have played one game less than than Sociedad. 
Uh, Atletico de Madrid, who have played two games less. Uh, your fourth place is Cadiz. Wow. And then, a- and, and then you, you, your Europa spots right now are Granada and Villarreal. Barcelona in 15th after six games. Oh, I've got them in uh, 13th. Oh, 13th. I'm sorry. I I misspoke. Sorry. It was 13th. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Barca not looking great. No. Um, Again, this is, you know, you thought if there's a result that's going to turn the corner for them, it's that midweek win um, against Juventus. Because that is a hell of a result for them, particularly given their struggles since you know they got walloped in by Bayern. Right, but then again, that was also a that was also a uh, a Juve that did not have Cristiano Ronaldo, and he may be in trouble. Yeah, which for is breaking a... COVID protocols. Oh wow, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he he uh, yeah because when he tested positive, he went back to Italy. It's like uh, he didn't quarantine immediately. He went back to Italy. He went back oh. to Turin. No, you you can't do that. Oh no. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fast yeah. so. yeah. I think they said that. What's it? That four league games that win, and that was Alaves played the last half hour of that game with ten men. Yeah. Wow. They they are. Yeah, they they're an absolute hot mess right now. And how long how long does Ronald Koeman last here? You know, particularly with a new. Uh, I, I don't think he la- he definitely doesn't last the season. God no, no, absolutely not. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, three uh, three quick bits, real quick before yep. we get to our main topic. Number one, um, happy news. Our queen, Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapinoe. Engaged to her her partner Sue Bird after you know being together for four years, they are engaged to be married. What? So, what that's what you like. So congratulations to the, to the both of them. Uh, Suzanne Bird, of course, is a uh, basketball player. She plays yes. for the Seattle Storm in the WNBA. I've you know I must admit I have never seen a women's uh, basketball game from the from America so. I, I wasn't aware of who she was, but damn it, I'm, you know, that this is the sort of news we need at the moment, given everywhere is a hot cluster fire, you know? Right. Uh, hang on to that thought for a second. Uh, some sad news we learned today, uh, just as Man U and Arsenal were kicking off. Uh, Sir Bobby Charlton has been diagnosed with dementia. Yeah. And, yeah, so our, our thoughts are with him. He is... One of the greats of the sport, even if he, you know, did play for Man U, but you know, <laughs> yeah, one club man there. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it, you know, what, what, you know, World Cup winner with that with that 1966 team that West Ham seems to try to claim, uh, claim, <laughs> yeah, claim ownership of. Yeah, you scored. You scored the goals in the final. Everyone else got you there. Shed it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then Bobby lastly, and then, the and then lastly, as I record this. Um, Election Day in the United States is on Tuesday, the 3rd. Um, I've already voted. And actually, everybody in my family that's uh, in my immediate family that is eligible to vote have have done so. You know, your Um, your voting system is so screwed up. 
Well, you know what? I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, but I, I'm just going to say, as of right now, if you have not voted yet, please go and do so. I know that there may be a time factor involved. Um, a, you know, a, a, a Fakakta U.S. mail system at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but... But I just like to say that I think if you are American and you are eligible to vote in this election, I think it really should behoove you to do so. I understand if you don't, but I think it should behoove you to do so. Um, Absolutely. And I also think that unlike some who seem to think that everything, you know, voting is the be all end all. No, far from it. It is the very tip of the fucking iceberg of what needs to be done. Yeah. To report to, to, to this country. Yeah. Say again? Vote intelligently. Don't, you know, don't, don't just vote blindly. Vote smart. Well, vote smart, but also realize that voting is is not the be-all, end-all. I mean, you, 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 you like, if, if you want to help repair this country, you can't just show up once every four years. You know, it's no. it's got to happen all the time. Be engaged. Is be all be engaged and, and just realize that the system... You know, depending on who you are, the system was pretty much built in your favor, so it, it is your duty to help those for whom it was not built in their favor. So, yeah. you know, that, that this my little soapbox, but uh, yeah, and please just whatever you, you know. For my own personal, I think you know where we stand. I mean, we 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 big up anti-fascist football clubs on this program constantly. I think you know where I might stand on this in, in particular administration. <laughs> Probably somewhere around the same place as I'm standing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I know that you're under lockdown now, so I, which is something oh, yeah. that there's something we, we didn't bring up. How are if the UK is under lockdown? How are football games still going on? Um, elite athlete exemption. They've got the COVID um, the COVID rules going on there because they they bubble. They've got their own bubble um, essentially. Okay. Well, I mean, ho- hope it stays uh, that way. So yeah, we're we're in lockdown. England is in lockdown for a month. We're coming out of lockdown at the end of next. So well, I thought that was I thought that rule was for the whole UK. It was just England that's under the for for four weeks. All four countries of the UK are doing different things. Oh goodness gracious! Okay, well, good luck to you. Thank you. (laughs) And I Um, and I'm and with that coming up today's topic: coulda, woulda, shoulda. John and Jeffrey go over players who coulda, woulda, shoulda been bigger than they really were. Please stay tuned. the second half of episode 46 of the busting balls podcast today's topic for the second half 
coulda, woulda, shoulda. John and Jeffrey run the rule over those players who coulda, shoulda, woulda made it. But yeah. who never got in the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, every every sport has countless examples of this. And uh, usually it, it, it happens when uh, you, you attach the words, the, the next whomever. And that's usually about the point where it all goes wrong. Uh, much like, uh, as was the case with uh, our first player that we're going to go through. Let's this. hear it. This would be uh, one uh, Fredua Corenteng Adu, a.k.a. Freddie Adu, who at before he was the age 14 was described as the next Pele. Yes. And I, it kind of went downhill, all downhill from there. Yeah. The, um, did he not make his professional debut at the age of 14? He did for DC United, uh, the, uh, the Major League st- Soccer Club. Yes. That is still remarkable. I remember hearing so much about this kid. And, yeah. Well, and that- then it. Well, that kid is now 31 years old. Believe it or not, still playing. Yes, at at uh, at Österlen in in Sweden, a, a third division side. Wow. Talk about talk about <laughs> losing your way here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically, I mean, he he was a kid who had such promise. Um. He he was signed to DC United at the age of fourteen, the you know, the youngest American player to ever sign a professional contract in any sport in 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 the United States. Um, but I mean, he he never. I, I think once the, once the tag was put on him, he, he never lived up. He was never going to live up to it. And it's not like he was always at scrub clubs either. He was, you know, he he has time at Benfica and Monaco. To, to his he credit, yeah, he he had his chances. A lot of it seemed to be. Um, I mean, he he had even had a trial at Man U in November of two thousand six. Well, but, but he couldn't get a work permit, so he never could play any competitive games. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, but yet yeah, he was one of those again. Again, in common with. A lot of these players we've probably mentioned, they were coveted for their skills when they were young. Yeah. But somehow, again, what I think what we should emphasize with all these players, it's not necessarily the player's fault they didn't get in the, you know, it may, it's maybe the wrong place in the wrong time. They, they didn't meet that coach or get in the system that could bring the best out of them. Well, you know what, but I've also heard stories about Adu and his attitude, and you know, basically, oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, basically, when you're told that you're going to be the next Pele at 14, yeah, that might go to your head a little bit. Oh, wouldn't it? <laughs> you're you're this good, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course you would. Of course you would. You you your head would be the size of God knows, <laughs> the size of the planet, basically. Yeah. But I mean, it was. You know, it, it's just, it, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I just remember all the, you know, all the hype surrounding him, you know, appearances on like David Letterman and. Yeah. And it was, of course, it, he was meant to be American football, American soccer, is it over there? the first big American superstar. 
Yeah. Now, to his credit, I mean, he did. You know, he he. You know, DC United did win a title while he was playing for them. I don't know how much. You know, memory. You know, prevents me from remembering how much he contributed to that. And he has, you know, seventeen caps for the U.S. Men's National Team. Two goals on those caps. Um, runners up medals in both the FIFA Confederations Cup and. Uh, to CONCACAF Gold Cup, but boy, for all the talk that was made by him, he really should have done more. Yeah, I, it, it's a it's a decent career, but it, it's an almost an inexorable downhill trend. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll we'll see how how long this uh this contract at Osterlin, you know, um. You know how 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 well that goes. I mean, he was working as a coach in Maryland somewhere, but then he you know he 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 signed with Austerlin, and he he does uh, claim that he 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 did skip a lot of steps in the past, but now he gets a chance to do it right. Well, here, here's hoping because you know, I just remember when his name was synonymous with you know the potential of the sport in this country, and you know before long it became synonymous with you know wasted potential. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's your poster boy in America for it. When you, if if you're a soccer fan, really is. Right. But, yeah, but again, it, whether it's hype or just you know believing your own hype, we you know <laughs> who can say at this point. Indeed. All righty. Uh, okay, I'm I'm going to dip back to the '80s. My my uh, first one, um, and it's a guy I think. His name will be known to Liverpool fans who were around at the time, um, a, a kid called Wayne Harrison. Um, now, we signed him in the 80s from Oldham Athletic. This was a kid who had you know, grown up um, with, that, with the great Liverpool side, um, Keegan Dalglish, absolutely, you know, you know, posters on the wall, everything like that. Um, and he was 70. He, um, we signed him in 1985 for, I think it was about 250K, which was a hell of a lot of money in those days. Um, he was, at that point, the world's most expensive 17-year-old. Um, and we, we'd signed him, essentially, because uh, he, he'd, I, th- I think our scouting system had opened him, and he scored against us in a youth competition. So... This kid was talented. Um, um, you know, as was the way then, we loaned him out um, to get more experience. Um, and then circa when he was supposed to make his breakthrough, um, he, he was raved about the same way that Fowler and Owen, when they were coming through our system, were raved about. He had that sort of talent, according to all the coaches, everyone who watched him play. And then... It just all went horrifically wrong for him, and not through his own fault. The first um, thing was there was an accident. Um, he fell through a greenhouse roof. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, and nearly died from the loss of blood. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he made a comeback from that, and then um, in a game, he just suffered... Um, what at the time was a career-ending knee injury. Um, he even missed his testimonial with at the end of it because the the club's Alderman Liverpool gave him a testimonial, obviously to um to try and help him through. So yeah, um, and that ended 
his career, unfortunately. So, you know, the guy had horrific luck. Um, ended up, I think, if I remember, he ended up as a truck driver. And oh. um, and, and I'm, I'm going to bring you down further. Don't worry about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and he died at the age of 46. I think it was pancreatic cancer. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this guy doesn't yeah. seem like he had any luck at all. He had no luck whatsoever, um, man. I yeah, I you know if if it, if you ask a Liverpool fan of that you're a one guy who you wish had made it or you know everyone was pulling for, it was him. Well, you know what? That was way before my time, so I have no experience with uh, with Wayne Harrison. But my goodness, that is oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, wow, I, 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 I am shocked. <laughs> that is stunning how, uh, how awful yeah. that is. Something goes. Moving on, though. Moving on. Well, you know, guy that hasn't had, you know, it, quite the, 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 the bad string of luck, but another guy who was uh, tipped to be a, a big star in, in the Premier League and, and did, not, uh, did not really uh, come good, uh, Francis Jeffers. Oh, I remember Franny Jeffers. I do too. Yeah, well, I mean, he was I, he was around when I was, you know, first watching the the, the, the sport, and uh, you know, he uh, you know, he started off at Everton, and uh, you know, he he looked good enough for Arsene Wenger to sign on June the fourteenth of two thousand one, uh, for for eight million, and uh, you know, he was supposed to be the fox in the box. That uh, you know was uh, you know supposed to support the likes of Thierry Henry and Sylvain Viltord, and just did not. No, he had absolutely. He did not take to the London lifestyle by all accounts, or he took to it too well. Yeah, I think maybe maybe the latter was the uh, what, yeah, what was should... the case. But I mean, he he he. I mean, he would end up back at Everton on loan, and then bounce around at. The likes of Charlton Athletic, Rangers, Blackburn Rovers, Ipswich Town, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, before two trips back and forth between Scotland and Australia with uh, two split seasons with Newcastle Jets and Motherwell. Man. Before uh, you know, Floriana in Malta. And uh, ending his career at Accrington Stanley, where he made seven appearances and scored two goals. Um, on a, honestly, yeah, his, his appearances don't seem to match what, you know, for the, the potential he should have had. Um, he is currently a um, he is currently a coach at Everton. But also was recently handed a a seventeen month driving ban for for drunk driving. Oh, good God! <laughs> it's it's amazing how many players after they leave the game just descend like that, isn't it? Well, I mean, it, well, it's amazing how many people, how, how many players who play the game descend like that while they're in the game. God, yeah. But you know, at the at the same time, you know, it's just. You know, I don't know if this is another case where he was he was built up too too soon. I mean, he was already playing professionally when you know Wenger caught his you know he caught Wenger's eye. Yeah, and he wasn't bad. He just you know had a lot, lot of injury problems, and you know his performances just did not bear out the uh, 
you know, did yeah. not bear out the the uh, the 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 tag that that Wenger had given him. Yeah, he. In all honesty, it, I I think he obviously he peaked when he was seventeen. Really, um, you know. Yeah. He, yeah. I I I I feel like in in the end, you know, when when he got to Arsenal, he I I just don't think he was quite good enough in the end to make it. You know. Yeah, and you know the, the uh, I mean you know there's a lot of Arsenal players that this could you know I I could have just as easily have chosen. <laughs> yeah, you could have just gone Wenger's Arsenal. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I I could have chose. I mean, I I could have picked the likes of you know David Bentley, or oh. you know, or Maron Shamak, or you know, how <laughs> Jermaine Pennant. Jermaine, Pen- oh, that's another good one. Jermaine Pennant, the, the, uh, who scored a hat trick when still hungover. Right. Uh, how about uh, you know Jeremy Aliadier? Oh my lord! Who I actually <laughs> liked. I liked him. I thought he was. I thought he was okay. He had a good attitude. I, I, yeah, he was fun. I remember signing him for a couple of lower clubs in football manager, and he was an absolute killer for me in lower leagues. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's another guy who 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 is uh, you know lifted to great heights, you know, in, in the hype, and then just did not uh, did not pan out. Yeah. All righty. So uh, I, I tell you what. Let, let's talk. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll talk another London club. Um, let's talk. Adrian Mutu, shall we? Ooh, okay. Indian striker. Um, yep, so, you know, went to Italy from um, after a, a, a good season at Dinamo Bucharest. Um, 22 goals in, in that season in, I think, 35 games. So, you know, better than a goal every other game. Um, then on the back of, the, of, I think it was, he was co-owned by Inter and Verona, off the top of my head. Right. So he had, uh, yeah, scored pretty much one three. Had an excellent season at Parma. Um, again, I think more than more than a goal every other game. And then it goes sort of, it goes a little bit wrong when he goes to Chelsea. Well, you know what? He wouldn't be the first one to for, to have that happen. Not at all. Um, I I know afterwards he goes back. He he went to um, you know, he he worked his way around the Italian giants, uh, Juve and Fiorentina. But the thing everyone remembers about him, he failed a drugs test. Oh, yeah. Cocaine, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, he, yeah. Um, It worth, yeah, so he was playing for Chelsea. Uh, Yeah, Chelsea released him straight away to his fight and this is when they were paying a shit ton of money for every every player across Europe with potential um he had to pay back i think over 15 million pounds to Chelsea and they have tried to appeal the fight and could not he did not get it overturned um and yeah and then 2010 for a completely different thing, he failed a second drugs test, and it wasn't for cocaine. It was, I, I presume it was for a performance-enhancing drug, or you know, a banned drug on FIFA's list. Good crikey! Yeah, and you know, where would you have been if you hadn't he hadn't taken the drug? If he hadn't taken that wrong steer? Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, you know, uh, he would hardly be the first one in, in any sport to have, uh, you know, fallen to, 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 you know, 
to to, to drugs and and and, and such. You know that that would uh, interrupt his career in such a way. But yeah, I remember. I, I thought he was gonna be. Yeah, I I remember he. I thought he was gonna be much bigger than he actually was. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I I think it didn't help as well that Chelsea that had. You know, they had Drogba and they were they built around Drogba rather than Mutu style play, which was different. Right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, lucky for Chelsea in that case. Yeah, absolutely. History didn't. But yeah, it would have been interesting if it had been a more vital player to, to them who tested positive. You know, rather than Mutu. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. There are alternate universes, as we know. Absolutely. Uh, my next, uh, you know, we're we're gonna stay in Italy here, uh, you know, for uh, you know, for you know, much like Mutu was. Um, we're gonna stay in Italy for actually the player that inspired this uh, this topic. Uh, I'm gonna go with Domenico Berardi. Uh, oh my! A a current player. Uh, he is at Sassuolo and has pretty much been there his entire career. Even though for two of those years he was actually under contract to, to Juventus and had and, and was loaned back to Sassuolo during wow. that time. But I remember seeing the first time I ever saw him, it was I happened to be watching it at random and he scored all four goals against uh away at Inter Milan. Wow! In the match that cost Massimiliano Allegri his job at Inter, at, not Inter Milan, AC Milan. My bad. Uh, it was the the game that this was the game that cost Massimiliano Allegri his job at AC Milan. Good grief! I thought he was going to be something else, and especially you know not long after that he had scored a first half hat trick away at Fiorentina. And yeah, that uh, yeah, but uh, he hasn't been bad, but he's just never broken out. He he's still at Sassuolo, and I I just figured uh, of all players that I've seen in Italy, I thought for sure he was going to be a breakout guy, and he just hasn't been. Yeah, it's oh man, that happens. That's just yeah, but just I mean, never. But I mean, you know, so far three goals in in uh, in in five appearances so far in Syria. Ah, I mean, he's not doing bad. No, it, it reminds me of um, Matt Letizia, um at Southampton, who is who was an absolute you know hero for Southampton. He was a fantastic player to watch. Scored a shed ton of goals. Bit on the lazy side, so you needed uh, someone to do his work for him. But you know, he could win your games out of nothing. Um, Brilliant, again, brilliant player. And, you know, he never went beyond Southampton, but that was because I believe he had a move agreed to Spurs and just turned it down because he didn't want to leave Southampton, which I, I quite like because he just ended up, you know, the, the club's hero of, of that of the 90s, really, the, the one thing you can name. Right. Know, but, uh, yeah. All righty. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going to move back to... Set you know, a bit of sadness here. I'm I'm I've been scrupulously fair, and I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk a Man United player from way way back when the fifties. Um, oh my god! Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so, you, you, you might lose me on this one then. Yeah, it's it's kind of 
because I was oh it'd be late and my 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 cousins uh, my aunt and I got live up in Delhi and we went off and stayed with them there you know every so often just um because they, they were teachers so they could look after us in some holidays so you know my parents could have a bit of peace and quiet hooray um but the one time there um we would we were taken to we went to Dudley Leisure Centre and the weird thing was they had an exhibition there about the the one then famous foot player our oh, football who had come from Dudley um since then you've had Sam Allardyce but you know we won't go there um, <laughs> and it's a guy um and we mentioned Bobby Charn and Bobby Charn said he was the best player he ever saw um and it's a guy called Duncan Edwards um played um today would be I think the left side of midfield and yeah he he, he made uh, you know Back then, again, you're talking football with a big half physical game. He made his debut at 16. He was then, um, I don't know if the record, I think the record's gone since, but he was at that point the youngest player ever to play in the English top flight. Um, and he was sensational. As I said, Bobby Charlton called him the best player he ever saw. You know, he, play, he played for England um, and 18 times. And in those days, that was no mean feat um, because the selection was all over the show. Um, England's youngest debutante as well. Um, and yeah, unreal. Uh, part, part of that Busby Babes Club. And, you know, we, we know how that ends, unfortunately. You know, there, there is... The last match they played was an absolute humdinger against Arsenal. Um, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it, um, so I think it was five four, and he, he scored in that one. And then, mm. yeah, um, if you're, we're talking fifty, he was twenty two. You know, you're talking a superstar. And you know, if we're talking superstar, nineteen fifty eight Busby Babes, we know how it ends. Unfortunately, it's. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah the Munich kids asked. He nearly pulled through because he had the from all the, all accounts the constitution of an ox. But yeah, he he you know if there is you know if there is a player catcher, I think Charlton once you know he he was better than George Best. You know that is not often said by any United player of anyone. Wow. But yeah, it was, high praise it, indeed. Yeah, but that was the big tragedy of Munich for most. And yeah, and he's still, you know, he's so well regarded. He has a statue in the middle of Dudley today. Wow. Well, you know what? I I'm going to sneak one in on you because I, I didn't uh, actually tell you about this one because I, I, I remembered it halfway. <laughs> I, I kind of remembered it halfway through, but it's. Um, yeah. But it, it, yeah, uh, someone else whose career was sadly cut short. Um, I think we would be remiss to, to not mention him. Um, Mark Vivian Foway. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I, I still remember when this happened. Oh. Um, in, 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 he was a, uh, a Cameroonian player. Uh, somewhat, you know, pretty talented. He was, uh, you know, good, good in the midfield. He was on his way having a career year whilst on loan to Manchester City, uh, from Lyon, 
uh, before he collapsed in the middle of a pitch during a uh, during an international match. Uh, it, it was it was ruled as a hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Um, and he, he was playing in the Confederations Cup. Um, you know, he 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 had uh, he he played in the Confederations Cup and collapsed during uh, the semifinal against Colombia. You know, representing Cameroon. Yeah, and it was oh my, it, it was just uh, I I I still remember this happening, like it was yesterday. Yeah, our, our, I mean, um, I, I forgot to mention him in this, but I remember, you know, now that I remember it, I was like, oh, God, yes, you know. Um, it was just, um, yeah, it was just, that that, that was a tragedy. Yeah, um, yeah, similar. Um, your girl, you'd remember, Fabrice Mwamba. Uh, he had a heart attack on the pitch on a televised game. Who is this? Fabrice Mwamba. Oh God, yeah, wasn't he at uh, Bolton? Uh, yes, he was. Yeah, yes, I do remember um, that. Yeah, and wow, that that was yeah. Obviously, he fortunately pulled through, but man, that was that was horrific. Yeah, this has got dark, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a yeah a former uh, Arsenal player, Fabrice Mwamba. Yeah, uh, I, I, I another one of those players we could have <laughs> mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> one of the long, long list. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's someone you could have uh, we could have put on the uh, on there. But yeah, my goodness, yeah, the uh, that when that I, I do remember when that happened. That was uh, that was that was awful. Oh man, yeah. Okay, okay. My 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 real last choice. Let's do it on this. Uh, Gary Hooper. Wow. Gary Hooper. Uh he uh he 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 wasn't too famous. Uh he was at one time voted the greatest player ever to play for Scunthorpe United. <laughs> oh wow. But um he had um it, 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 but uh he had really made a name for himself when he on on uh, July twenty sixth and twenty ten he had signed at Celtic. Yeah, and, well, yeah. And uh, he had he he had he was beset by injury at first, but then he had um, he he started scoring goals for Celtic, and a lot of them on uh, sixty three goals and ninety five appearances for the hoops. Um, Around that time, he had made a comment that he, he he had had a dream of playing for Barcelona, and he got lampooned. I think unfairly, to be honest, because who doesn't have a dream of playing for a major club? Oh God, yeah. So, if you ask me, would you like to play for Barcelona? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, I might suck, but yeah, I'll, I'll 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 say, hey, you know what? I once played for Barcelona. You know, yeah, I keep you 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 keep your head up on it. it. It has to be done. Yeah, if you haven't got that that sort of ambition, you know, even if you don't end up fulfilling it, why are you in football in the first place? Right. Well, he got lampooned for this, and everything ever since then he had just gone downhill. But you know, at the same time, he had um uh, he had played he had scored in like. 
many, very many leagues. <laughs> I think he scored an absolute ton for Celtic, didn't he? He did, and he's uh, he, he scored quite a bit in old firm derbies. I he um, he he has scored in the Premier League in League One. I mean, I think all all but League Two in the in the English system scored at you know. You know, scored at you know in Scotland. Yeah, he scored in Australia. You know, playing for Wellington, and now you know, believe it or not, he's still playing. He is signed to Kerala Blasters in the Indian Super League. Wow. But you know, I really just thought that yeah. You know, here we go. Hooper scored in the Premier League Championship, League One, League Two. My mistake. Uh, League Cup, Football League Trophy, FA Trophy, the Champions League, Europa League, Scottish Cup, Scottish League Cup, and the Scottish Premier League. That's as well as Conference National and Conference South. And Australia, if we're going <laughs> to add that to it. Jeez. Uh, what a, yeah, what a player. I mean, he, he just seemed to be, you know, he, he seemed like he, he could have been Bigger than he actually was. I mean, he's he's definitely you know a journeyman at this point. Oh yeah, but you know, with that one brief glorious phase. Well, I mean, coming up from like you know Gray's Athletic and then scoring in the Champions League, you know, for Celtic. I I, I sorry, just looking at him, I've gone. You're you're being of a guy who started off at Spurs here. This he has to be good. Yeah, I mean, he was always yeah. I mean, I always I I, I always thought he was good. Yeah, and. I, I, I felt bad that he fell away. I felt awful that he was getting, you know, pilloried on the internet for saying he wanted to play at Barcelona. Yeah, I just think that was kind of unfair. And I think it just kind of went downhill for him from there. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. So my last one, although I might have a little rant of it afterwards. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, but Ryan Barbell. Um, of Liverpool, you know, maybe he was never going to be the absolute superstar, but this guy was good. He had pace, he could finish both feet, brilliant. Um, neither, I'll see, got two, I think, on his Champions League debut for Liverpool, um, against Besiktas, 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 yes, yeah, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure you might. Or you might have forgotten about it deliberately. Um, I think he scored the, the last goal against Arsenal in, in the one of the best Champions League gate ties I've seen. Um, we won five through an aggregate. It was the one where Walcott scored an absolute world-class individual goal, if you remember it. I think I do, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had pace. He had everything. But, yeah... <laughs> He kind of ended up losing his focus, losing his way. Um, one of the first guys, as I remember, to suffer up from the social media thing, he announced on Twitter that he'd been dropped. Um, but, you know, Rafa, ate, Rafa wasn't standing for that. Um, mm. After he was gone, uh, God, and since then, he, he's had... Yeah, he's had a, a reasonable career, you know. He he, you know, he went to we we sold him to Hoffenheim. Um, he went back to Ajax, um, played for Deportivo briefly, um, and, and 
a um, couple of years ago, went back and played, ended up, I think, the second half of the season, Fulham, um, and actually scored against us. Right, I think uh, I remember that, actually. And I, and I remember he, he, I, it was him, he he put up a, a when, when one decision went against Liverpool, he, he, Put up a, 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 you know one of the one of the memes on social media, and yeah, he got a big fine for that as well. Oh boy! So he, he, but and and in parallel, he had his own rap career as well. <laughs> Him and uh, Clint Dempsey. Yeah. <laughs> Former Fulham players who were rappers. That's it. yeah, it's a good career, but you know maybe he wasn't quite as focused on football as he could have to be everything he could have been. Which kind of brings me to the last guy I want to mention, and that is Ronaldinho. Now everyone oh. knows Ronaldinho, right? One of the most joyous players to watch in history, frankly. I, you know, you you can give me Messi, Maradona, Pele, Ronaldo, whoever. This is the guy I would pick above everyone to watch because there was a joy to his game that there perhaps isn't quite there for the rest of them. For me, there was the smile on the face. There was the unexpected, the improvisation. Uh, you know, The goal he scored against Chelsea in the Champions League where he just toe-poked it past Peter Petacek. Oh, you know, it, it was just... Just to watch him was a privilege. But to, to me, he was a great at the time. He should have been an all-time great. He, you know, he should, you know, he should have been. He could have been that heart of that Pep's Barca side if he'd had the ethic to, you know, fit into that team system. To, you know, that the guy was magic, and he should he should be in the conversation with Pele. He should be in the conversation with Maradona, Messi, et al. as one of the most gifted and players with one of those spectacular careers but yeah he he liked the party a bit much you know i i'm still not sure he he isn't one of those players because i mean yeah he's not really playing now in fact last i knew he was um (laughs) the jail story wasn't it yes where he he had won a a a suckling pig you know for his team (laughs) in in a prison you know five-on-five futsal tournament Oh man! But um, you know, I I don't know. I think history will still has yet to write the final chapter on Ronaldinho. To be honest, yeah, I'm I'm st- I still think you know he had that brief spell where he was when he was at PSG and those first few years at Barcelona where he was as great as you can imagine. But I think he should have had he he should have had you know maybe not the longevity of Messi because I don't think he's ever built for it. But he should have had that decade-long where people just go and talk of him in hush tones. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, I mean, Ronaldinho is definitely one of the faces of the sport for a while, so I, that's why I'm not sure uh, that, um, <laughs> I, that's why I'm not sure that, I don't I, I don't think you can really forget uh, Ronaldinho quite as, um, quite as easy as that, honestly. No, but he, I, I just think, um, he was great. He could have been greater. That I me. Mean, that's just the way. That's just my take. You know, Others, it, well, it can be disagreed with happily. Well, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I still think that he, he'll end up on like you know a, a greatest players list. Yeah, but but I guess we'll see. You know, it, it, it remains to be seen. 
And if you have any uh, coulda, woulda, shouldas uh, that you'd like to bring up, um, hit us up at uh, at bustingballspod at gmail.com or on Twitter uh, at uh, bustingballspod on Twitter. Um, with that, this has been episode 46 of the Busting Balls podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to this either on our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash Busting Dash Balls, or on the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only, or on Spotify, search Busting Balls Podcast. Uh, John, any final words? The world's in order, man. Liverpool, Newport Town. I'm starting where I'm finishing. The future's bright, the future's red. Well, uh, um, well, that, that, that has a little bit of a different commentation here right now, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Uh, yeah. Hopefully Again. Not. Yeah. Please. If you're in the U.S., please vote. Uh, election day is Tuesday. Voting has been going on, you know, for weeks. Uh, please go and do so. Um, it, it it literally is. You know, our future does literally hang in the balance here. Okay. So uh, until then, it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Good night.